0: Oh man, we back one more time, y'all. Yeah, live SmackDown podcast from the shadows and it's like doing that damn W WWE. Yo, SmackDown Live, baby. Let's get it. What's going on, everybody? So, we start off SmackDown Live and we get Charlotte, Charlotte job, which is beyond awesome. We all know what the deal is right now with Becky uh, lashing out on Stephanie last night on Raw and uh, now she's uh, suspended so Charlotte comes on out and she basically says that she is going uh, well she knows someone that's 100% and Becky is definitely not 100% we know Charlotte is trying to ease her way into uh, that match with Ronda Rousey we've been talking about it so uh, she she says that and uh, she uh met with Becky Lynch after, you know, of course, the WrestleMania point. But Becky Lynch comes through the crowd, and Charlotte has one of the best zingers of the segment, where she said, "Uh, not only are you stealing my dad's uh nickname, you're stealing Roman Reigns' entrance." That was uh just a just a cool little touch. It, it it was it was nice just to just for that joke to be there. But Becky comes on down and. You know, they start arguing in the ring, you know, uh, Charlotte said a whole lot in the promo about, you know, uh, only thing more dangerous than ignorance is arrogance. It was deep, and we know that, you know, this demand gimmick is, uh, it's been great. I've been paying attention to it, and from what I've been getting, and we can check into it, you know, Becky's totally badass, part of my language, but th- she's she's definitely great in this character. But, you know, you look at what Ronda Rousey said last night on Raw, and how she definitely, I don't want to say definitely, but she potentially ruined her chances, even by attacking Stephanie, you know, with the kick to the knee and self-defense, you know, now she probably did lose, so she comes down to the ring, and, you know, she's uh, starting to bicker back and forth with Charlotte, and none of us really like bickering, but it, it was happening, and... I mean, not to say we don't like bickering, but you know they they go in at it, and that's when uh, Triple H comes out. The CO comes on down to the ring, cuts all the nonsense out. Uh, Charlotte was hobbling around, uh, trying to be funny, very sarcastic. I thought it was I thought it was real cool in certain moments, you know, where she's been where she's shown you you know before that she can be like really really well a, let's say a really good heel. She, uh, she's real, she's cocky in a good way, and she did that a bit, but when it started to get a little overbearing, Triple H told it it has nothing to do with her, and she could go ahead backstage, you know, because that was that, and then, you know, she went, you know, because she, I guess she doesn't want to risk her opportunity, but he goes to Becky and tell, you know, she knows she's suspended, she shouldn't even be here, so go home, and You know, Becky, of course, comes with the same argument or whatever, but it's like, you know, Triple H tells her, look, man, you want to get cleared, go to the doctor. If you don't go to the doctor, then you won't get cleared. And, you know, that was it. Triple H uh, is beginning to leave the ring, and Becky, almost unwisely, but in that, you know, stone-cold Steve Austin fashion, and I will say it, you know, uh, know, it says house stuff. She medically cleared, you know, it was that I don't want to say it didn't make sense, but why would Stephanie need to be medically cleared for you know in-ring competition? Stephanie isn't the one in that position, technically. Stephanie is the one that uh stopped the attack because she was fully healthy, you know. It just and we could go into the logic of it, you know, suspension of disbelief, of course, but we just want Becky to look the best way possible at all times so to say small things like this is like is that your best shot you know thinking in the mind of you know a a, what 14 time world heavyweight champion in triple h you know the coo of the company in triple h you know like is this your hardest hit you know like you're gonna say how's steph really so the man the man defended his wife the man triple h that is you know, defended his wife, got back in the ring. He, well, before he got in the ring, he said to her, You know, I finally get it. You know, almost didn't see it. I almost, uh, I, I kind of agreed with him with that. You know, people bought into the man gimmick. Well, excuse me, the, the man gimmick. And, you know, the real, the reality of it is, you know, she just wants to be a martyr. And she's a self destructor. You know, like I, we could see where he was coming from with that. You know, it's a point to make. You know, like you, you, you want you want to say that you're, you know, injured so you won't get clear for WrestleMania. You know, like she went to Raw and got a. We all know what happened with her and Nia Jax. You know, even though outside the storyline, one of the best things that could have happened inside the storyline, you went, got your nose broke, got your well, excuse me, got your face broke. <laughs> you know, and. You know you come on the road, or you went the road, got your face broken uh you know then all of a sudden you was injured and couldn't be in the survivor series match now all of a sudden you know it's happening all over again because with the big show coming up and you know you got the Rousey match you you know got a knee injury and you won't see the doctor then potentially even got it made worse by stephanie last night kicking it off in self-defense so it's like a you know now all of a sudden you might not be able to be in the main event at, well, in a main event at Wrestlemania. You're a martyr. We know what you're doing. Well, not everybody, but Triple H, with all his years of experience, essentially can see that. And, you know, Becky is, uh, not really saying much. You know, says that she's scared to go to the doctor. And, you know, it's not because, well, he said that she would say she's scared to go to the doctor. She doesn't want to go to the doctor because she's, uh, She'll get told that she's not medically cleared to go to WrestleMania. But the real of it is she wouldn't want to go to the doctor because she's scared that the doctor would tell her that she can go to WrestleMania and can face Ronda Rousey. And in Triple H's words, scared that Ronda Rousey's going to expose you for the fraud you are. That's what Triple H said to Becky Lynch on SmackDown Live. Man... That was fire and fiery. It was spicy. It was it was the 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 C O O man. Like he's Triple H. And yeah, you want to be up here and play with the big boys? Then this is how the big boys do their promo segments. Broke her all the way down, seemingly. You know. So this intense stare down. With uh, Becky and Triple H was uh, one for the ages. We're going to see this in 10 to 20 to even 50 years and know that it's going to be a part of the collection on the WWE network. That stare down is, it was iconic, you know? So uh, these guys, you know, stare down and Becky Lynch uh, smacks Triple H in the face. Really? That. This is get hints to that badassery, but really, like, really, I, I, you know, we're not going to, can't do anything about it. Was she mad? Did she smack him because he said something real? Or did she smack him because she knows she's not afraid of Ronda Rousey? If she's uh, willing to smack the boss in the face. This is deep. Like, this is a real cool direction to go in. How many possibilities could come from this, you know? It gives real depth to all of the characters, and they were doing the same thing on Raw, you know? So this is the true character development, and, you know, that was the end of that segment. Boy. Oh, boy. That was awesome. And we all know how much this... Adds to what's building as far as the road to WrestleMania goes. You know, you you could uh, calmly go over a hill. You know, whether you're riding your bike or uh, driving. You know, like you could calmly. You see the hill. You get to the top and you just go over it, or you can you know floor it and fly over the hill. Let's say with Braun SmackDown. You know, n 205 Live, of course, but we're on SmackDown right now. We're As we're on the road, we got to a small hill last night with Raw. You know, it was some called a filler episode. We had enough moments where things were happening. The stories uh, progressed in a way, but as far as SmackDown goes, we hit the hill that was Raw and floored it, you know? And it was all because of that first, uh, you know, That first gear change with uh, Becky punching Stephanie in the face. You know, just this is all good stuff, and we see how the stories are beginning to develop in a much uh, just a different fashion as far as the new era goes. I said, give it a shot. I said, give it a chance. That's what we're doing, and we see how this is all coming together. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So the good brothers, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, when they took on. uh, Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura. We know that Shinsuke Nakamura, Rusev uh, uh, vying for the United States Championship right now. Our truth apparently was uh, out because of that attack that took place last week uh, from those two. And um, it's a it's an interesting little duo they have there. It has shades of uh, Sheamus and Cesaro in a way. You know, it's um it's an unlikely pairing. And I mean, right now they're both trying to fight for the United States Championship, so we're gonna see how the that story continues. I know it was a uh, it's a YouTube clip uh, uh, about well, with uh, Lana trying to translate uh, for both of these guys because they weren't um, trying to speak regular English to each other. It's pretty funny, but um, those two, are, you know, the story is developing. We're gonna see how the rest of that happens, and the Good Brothers were just standing up for R-Truth, and, you know, that makes sense, that's cool. Um, in the match, it looked like uh, R-Truth, it's not R-Truth, excuse me, it looked like uh, Shinsuke was really uh being the team player, you know, Rusev was a little bit more, I guess, aggressive, so to speak, he, uh, you know, was tagging in early, and, uh, you know, uh, Nakamura wasn't feeling that, you know, and it led to some offense from the Good Brothers, but... In the end, when uh, the Good Brothers had a little bit of a uh, little bit of the momentum on their side, Nakamura was out the ring and Alana helped him up, and uh, you know he was able to get back in the ring before they were able to hit. Well, the Good Brothers were able to hit Rusev with the Magic Killer, so you know that eventually led to the victory. And well, with, with a lot of knees, and well, I think Carl uh, Anderson hit Nakamura with the knee. Nakamura sold the knee beautifully to like a whole backflip, like Shooting Star style. But it was a really good way to take that hit. You know, those guys are close from Japan, so you know they're making each other look real good. I think that's a cool thing uh, from Nakamura. He was really he he was showcased well, in my opinion, as far as a uh, character goes. Uh, you know, we'll uh, see again. We'll see how it all develops. But uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev were able to pick up the victory off a Machka kick, with uh, Carl Anderson being. Uh, distracted in the moment it was a real good match cool match cool story told and uh you know i liked it so randy orton versus mustafa ali came up next i had two backstage segments one of them from mustafa ali another one from the usos the usos are going to be on mizzo mac tv is that what it was called something mac miz tv uh next week going into the elimination chamber but you well know, oh. going in but it'll be a week from Sunday, but we know what we're saying It's the go-home show next week, so they're gonna Be the guests on McMiz TV Either way, we get into the match Between Randy and then Mustafa Ali And you know Mustafa Ali's story is the upstart, he's, you know The unlikely You know, big guy And, you know, that can actually, you know Hang with the big guys And You know, he's he just came from the Cruiserweight division, so it's like a true Success story Goes in against, uh You know, veteran Randy Orton and, uh, you know, in ring general, you know, he went at it. Mustafa, the story was Mustafa was attempting to get all of his offense in. He got a very fair amount of it in. He's, you know, going back and forth with Randy. And Randy's getting a lot of his offense in. Uh, Spot where Randy uh, hit him with a backdrop on the announce table. Another spot where Mustafa Ali jumped over the announce table to continue uh, fighting Randy. These are moments apart, but they were both bringing a lot of the fight. Randy, the, Randy looked like the veteran, but Mustafa Ali looked like the you know the upstart that would they don't care if you're a veteran or not. You still take it straight to you. And it was a real cool, cool match. The ending sequence was uh, possibly the best part of the match. and because uh, Mustafa went up top, well went to the second rope pause, we had a great superplex spot from Randy. Always awesome to see these guys go to the top rope and do moves like that like the person that takes it And the person that delivers it is are falling from wild height, so That was pretty cool, but Mustafa Ali is over on the uh, second rope or second turnbuckle and uh, He was going for uh, his tornado DDT uh, But before he jumped he actually faked Randy out so this is something that we're seeing the Road Dogs set it off and now we're seeing people uh, take advantage of, you know, that amount of offense. what that type of offense, I'd say. And so he, uh, you know, faked the jump, and uh, Randy went for an RKO. So, uh, you know, Randy came up empty, but it showed Mustafa that Randy is just that type of competitor. He's, he's slick like that. So he goes and uh, hits the Tornado DDT. Uh, after Randy, you know, got faked out pretty much and goes for the cover, one two kick out and the ending was uh, you know, Randy still being down, going up top for the O five four and uh Randy hitting the RKO out of nowhere. So it's uh it looked real cool. It was hilarious. One two three pin victory. I would say maybe he was going up top for the O five four before that, but it uh, it, you know, when he went into the tornado DDT spot, but you'd have to go back and really, you know, see it for detail, for detail, for detail with that one. That's uh it was, it was a real cool moment, you know, for both of them, you know, to figure each other out. But the veteran taking up the win, you know, based on just how awesomely crafty he's always been, and you know, that's what he's known for. So, Randy in a good showing, and the replay was awesome of it, but cut off the replay real fast because they had to. Uh, Samoa Joe is choking Randy out in the coquina clutch, blocked it in, and you know, what was Randy to do? We know Randy uh hit him with that RKO out of nowhere going into the Royal Rumble, and this is Samoa Joe not forgetting, you know, like, keep Samoa Joe's name out your mouth type stuff, you know, Uh you know, why would Randy could do what he want, but you know, he was still mad that, you know, well, Joe's still mad, and that Randy hit him with that RKO. It was hilarious. It was a good spot for it going into the Royal Rumble, but it definitely set up a feud, so that was unforeseen. You see, mm-hmm. so now we have this feud going, in and of course we have the Elimination Chamber match, but this might be able to go a little bit further than that. We don't know. We'll see what time brings, I wouldn't be opposed to it, I guess, if we haven't seen it. But you know, it's something. Cause Joe is still a heel, right? I think Randy's a good guy, so whatever, whatever, that's all good, but Randy won, Joe chokes him out, you know, looks very strong, you know, uh, getting his comeuppance from last time, or, and then, uh, he goes and leaves the ring, going up the ramp, he's, uh, met by Daniel Bryan, who's coming down to the ring, and, uh, you know, so Joe, knowing that he's vying for the championship at the Elimination Chamber Week from Sunday, streaming live on the network, he's, uh, you know, he's ready to go, so he's ready to take on, uh, you know, Daniel Bryan, and out comes Rowan to defend the honor of his friend, so you're not going to put a hand on him, the insurance policy, the, uh, you know, the strong man, you know, the muscle in the corner, so, you know, Rowan looked real good, and Joey said, all right, I ain't gonna mess with you, tried to, you know, fake a, you know, fake an attack, but they were unmoved and unfazed, so that was nice. How they're just throwing that in now. Thank you, Sasha. Thank you, Bailey. You know, but um, yeah, they're coming down to the ring because even though Daniel Bryan's uh, slotted to take on Jeff Hardy in the main event of tonight's uh, show, he's coming down to apparently file uh, an official complaint with WWE. So let's see what that's all about. Wait, no, it wasn't really a complaint, even though it could be seen as one. Daniel Bryan comes out and he's he's complaining about having to be in the match in two weeks in the Elimination Chamber against uh, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Samoa Joe, and Mustafa Ali. And so he cuts a long promo about, you know, why he needs to be champion, why he shouldn't be in that match. And this is a way... For the powers that be to get the championship Off of him so they can go back to the leather strap And all the rest of it couple of great moments You know, the crowd was They loved him You know, they went Everett, Washington, I believe So, you know, Washington State Daniel Bryan's from Aberdeen A great, great place, I'm sure A beautiful place But um, he's, you know, Washington's Favorite son That's how he was announced And the people went crazy He is I suppose definitely adopted, you know, in that state. I'm pretty sure there's more to that than I even know about. But they loved him, and they liked everything he was saying for the most part. I think it was really, it's, it's of course, comical, but it's really cool that they're, you know, reaching out to the vegan market. And I don't even really want to say market like that, but, you know, like, you know, outside of storyline, that's definitely what's happening. And people are buying into it, you know, the the replica championship. And there was a guy right in the front row with the people stand on it, you know, and stand with it. I'm pretty sure other people are gonna, you know, take to it just fine as time progresses itself. So it's really, really cool to uh have these things. Uh you know, just taking place and Daniel Bryan is really using the platform to, you know, push that message and it's it some um, it's be he wants it to begin really working, you know, but he's fighting an uphill battle as he said. So you know, uh, the way he's going about it, I I don't, I'm not against it as far as the storyline is concerned, it's pretty comical, you know, and and very entertaining, (laughs) you know, because Mm -hmm. he's not saying anything, uh, essentially wrong, you know, so it's a, it's a, it has, it has a lot of uh, dynamics to it, you know, Rowan was with him, and, and Rowan basically said the same thing, I'm almost wondering if, uh, you know, Harper's gonna come and join eventually. Uh you no, know, he's out with injury, wanted to get well soon. But it would be cool to have him uh join that and really have uh Daniel Bryan with some strong arms with them. you know, just to uh you know, continue progressing uh that story. I think he could be uh, one to lay claim to a championship run for a long time, especially with the way the the belt has changed, you know, he's really Uh, taking this championship run into his own, and it was almost a shining example of what we would like to see from future champions, you know, since the spinner belt, and a couple of the other changes, you know, like, we see what it's evolved into, it's pretty, pretty cool, you know, so, either way, um, you know, that was the segment, I guess, Dane Ryan filed his complaint, you know, whatever, but, uh, you know, it definitely makes that elimination chamber match that much more interesting because we probably, well, not even probably, we are gonna go back to the old leather, sh- old leather, le- excuse me, leather belt. I was about to say strap, I didn't wanna, you know, call it that. But the old leather belt. If uh, one of these uh, competitors can win outside of Daniel Bryan, but that's two weeks away, a week from Sunday. I know I'm gonna be tuning in. Uh, backstage, you got Jeff Hardy watching the Daniel Bryan promo. He's uh, met with the lovely Kate Braxton asking, uh, you know, how he feels about it. And, why you know, he got to fight with him. Why ain't go out there and try to, you know, confront him? Jeff Hardy says you can't change the blaze of a madman, you know. And all he can do is go out on uh, go out. Oh, well, he has a match later on, you know, tonight with him. So you're going to get ahead and show him how he feels then. And then the Elimination Chamber going to finish up the job, but... That's with AJ Styles uh, saying that it's going to take a lot more than that. So, you know, those two had a, well, not a conversation, but those two had a, you know, a little bit of an exchange with the wording because, uh, you know, Jeff Hardy hasn't gotten a job done, and, well, that says AJ or whatever, and, you know, AJ, well, excuse me, uh, Jeff Hardy says to AJ, you know, you haven't really beaten him at all, so. How's, what are you thinking? Either way, these two, uh, uh, you know, it was, it was looking a little tense, uh, you know, and uh, you know Jeff said, "No worries, we'll uh, settle this in the chamber." I don't know. We might even be able to have a slight rivalry between those two after the fact. These could be the slight seeds planted. We don't know. It might be. Excuse me, pardon. It might be nice to see. And uh, we'll find out how that all takes place. Moving forward, though, I know we've been wondering. And I guess I was correct. We only had two official women's tag teams on the SmackDown Live. So, claps for that. I applaud myself for that one. You know, but um, who's going to have? Well, Carmella comes out. And after that, Naomi comes out. We're going to have a triple threat tag team match uh, with Carmella and Naomi taking on um, the Iconics, taking on Fire and Desire. It is official. That is their name, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. I'll take it, whatever, you know. We all know who's who. Yeah, all know I'm very biased towards Sonya Deville, you know, so it's uh, good that they're in the match. I'm Pulling for them, really, but with the new form team of uh, Carmella and Naomi, it's, mm, you know, it could be an awesome dance break. And this just goes to show how, you know, Carmella uh, going and uh, being partnered up with R-Truth, you know, actually uh, was for the best. And, you know, now she's uh, able to help out Naomi before she starts to just, you know, uh, you know, what they call flounder. You know, and, you know, the dance break could be really awesome. It could be glow in the dark now and all kinds of things. You know, a lot of possibilities to that. And maybe they might just stay together as a women's tag team. So it could, you know, it looks good. I don't want to say going into the match they could be the first ever women's tag team champions because they haven't really had much time to, you know, train together and such. But this could be the start of something beautiful between those two. I'm I'm optimistic towards it. I'd like to see it. And let's just go ahead and get into the triple threat match. Wait, look. Mandy and Sonia, you're about to compete against the Iconics and the newly formed team oh. stop you right there. See, the keyword is newly formed. See, see. Not only are those two inexperienced, but they're in way over their heads. Mm. And as for the Iconics... Right, what about them? Actually, they do them yes, they make me but laugh also. Laugh your way to victory. Oh... That's right. And besides Sasha and Bailey, Sonya and I are the only competitors to ever step foot inside an elimination chamber. Yep. So for tonight's triple threat, a message to our competitors. Step aside. Ooh. But Mandy, are you not at all concerned that you've added fuel to the fire with your personal attacks against Naomi? Naomi hasn't pinned me yet. Mm. I must be doing something right. Dang. Hit the music. I field is set. Match went well. Everybody got some spots in on offense as far as the Triple Threat Tag Team women's. Uh, it, was, it was real cool. The end sequence was uh, Naomi uh, hitting Peyton Royce with the rear view and um, Mandy Rose coming and delivering her uh, finishing maneuver on her. We're still waiting for a name on that. You know, but you know, fire and desire is one thing and I'm sure that We'll find something good for it. We got Nia Jackson, Tamina, Bailey and Sasha Banks, and uh, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan representing for uh, the Raw brand. And we have uh, Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose, Fire and Desire, The Iconics, and Naomi and uh, Carmella. What is that? Fabulous glow? I mean, yes, and that's what they're going to end up calling themselves, maybe. If so, give me some more points for that. We'll see what happens, though. But, um, and it was a little easy, but you know, take it how you can get it. That's a lesson that uh, WWE teaches. But um yeah, this is gonna be the uh this is the this is the stage. It's definitely set as far as uh Elimination Chamber goes a week from Sunday. I don't have any ponies in the race, but right now, um I would say that Naya and Tamina have a little bit of momentum going in, kind of. But the main the main focus, because it just happened, and I think this is the only real women's tag team match we've gotten this week, you know, was uh, Fire and Desire. So they're going in, and they're looking good. I would love to see it personally, but we all we all know the odds on favorite is Billy and Sasha Banks. So we'll see how it all plays out, though, at Elimination Chamber, streaming live a week for Sunday on the WWE Network. Shouts to fans, not experts. Shouts to everything pro wrestling. Shouts to the scumbags of wrestling. Shouts to Tom. You know, shouts to Royal Club Wrestling. All the guys that help bring you the podcast each week. You know, uh, we got into the main event, and, um, you know, they had a good match. Jeff Hardy and Daniel Bryan did. They uh, got their offense in, but Jeff Hardy was able to get to the Swanton bomb first. He was going for the one, two, three, and. Rowan definitely interfered when and then, well he pulled them out the ring had to throw out the match and that gave Daniel Bryan the opening for the Belle lock so match was already overweight he was just putting him on and put him in wait a minute though wait a minute Daniel Bryan's still upset after all of this stuff that just took place we'll get into it no 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 no, no. Rowan is my friend and my intellectual peer I went out there and I did that by myself because I am the best, I am the greatest. That's why I am the WWE champion. Hey, okay, Rowan, he doesn't hang hey, around me, be my bodyguard. No, we, we hang out because we're intellectual peers. Do you not understand that? Are you not? Oh, so pardon me on that. Forever, right? <laughs> <laughs> because that's what the planet needs. You don't understand it. They don't understand Man. it. Nobody understands it. <laughs> hmm. Wow. That's that. Well, all right. That was, uh, that was awesome, but uh, you know these the the bell lock led into uh, Smoke Joe coming out and knocking off Rowan and posting uh, him, then uh, running in and locking in the Coquina Clutch on Daniel Bryan. This brought out Randy Orton, which made the fight you know that much more intense. This brought out Mustafa Ali, which took out both of them. Rowan palm slammed him like a choke slam, but he palm slammed him into the announce table, onto the announce table, which was uh, something else, it was, (laughs) you'd have to go and see that, that was a huge moment, he also had a black eye, so, apparently in his match with Randy, uh, somewhere in that, he, uh, you know, caught a quick shiner, ouch, Uh, we know he's going to be fine, but, man, I know that's quite the picture on the social media right now, Um, so, After that uh, comes AJ Styles, you know, his music hit, you know, he is the champion we all uh, can remember because he was champ for a year, and he is quite phenomenal. So, um, and he would, I would say, knows Daniel Bryan the best out of, uh, you know, all of the competitors in the ring with him at the Elimination Chamber a week from Sunday. So he comes out and he clears out the ring, hits a phenomenal four-on-one Jeff Hardy, and uh, that led into Daniel Bryan backstage. He was able to get away and get off. So, you know, we heard what he had to say and we're gonna we're gonna see how uh, next week plays out. That was fun. It was a real good show and it definitely flowed by. It didn't even uh, it it didn't feel as if it was two hours long. Oh all no. All, SmackDown Live, ladies and gentlemen. This is Blake. Catch you guys tomorrow for two oh five live. PLEASE.